different thing but like they're not taking that everything's money everything's about money in this world which kind of fucking sucks but um exactly I mean, now back to you oh, okay. i <laughs> went off your... on a tangent a huge ass tangent too like dude yeah yeah but 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 no it's cool i love these uh interviews because that just means we're vibing like i love it when we can like talk about other stuff you know yeah me too. but uh what would you consider your style of music like if somebody asked you what genre of style you were what would you say um rock like i love i love the whole thing behind having multiple musicians in a band creating music and not just one artist like every, i mean I've, I've had a few different people tell me like well why not be a solo artist like if you have you have these ideas, they're good, you know, blah, blah, blah. Why not just be a solo artist, go into a studio, make your own stuff. But it's like, I could do that. But like, I, I go by this. I think it's it's an African proverb. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with many. I might be like paraphrasing it wrong, but it's like, I'd rather mm-hmm. go far than go fast. You know, I don't want to go fast. I'd rather take people with me or have others along for the ride than to go by myself, you know? And I love rock. I love the whole idea behind a rock band. You know, each person in their element composing and adding to the uniqueness of the sound of the song or whatever collection of songs that there are, you know? Um, So, yeah, I would say definitely rock is my element, but I like to also integrate, um, like, Latin groove into it. I love reggaeton. I love love dancing. I love, you know, like, the Latin beats, the tribal beats. I love tribal. Um, I'm like of mixed heritage. I'm not exactly like full. I'm not Mexican. I'm not full Salvadorian. I'm 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 a human mutt, if anything. Like my mom, she's yeah. half white, half Mexican. My dad's half Salvadorian, half Spaniard. And if you go further back, like of my mom's um, white side, it's like German mixed with uh, Choctaw, Native American. And then on the Mexican side, it's like Aztec mixed with Spaniard, French. Yeah. And on my dad, it's like Spaniard. Um, mixed with a German and then Salvadorian of the region that has Mayan descent, you know, so like I'm, I'm just mixed. I'm, I'm a human and I'm proud of it. I don't care. I don't care to identify with one thing, but if you consider at the end of the day, everyone's mixed anyway, right? No one is pure of anything. So like who, who of us, who of any of us can actually claim to be pure descent and heritage of any one blood? And even if you were, is that actually something to be proud of? I'd rather be mixed and diverse than just like of one thing. exactly and i love that about you like i uh like i try to make like you know that turtle drum that drum that is shaped like a turtle shell i think so yeah and like you sit it on your lap and you just pat it like that's one of my signatures like my music i i I try to keep it huh you play too i don't play but i produce okay yeah but but i love to uh like use that and like tribal like i love beyonce's um uh black is king because she had a lot of tribal things and chants in her music like i try to use instruments that um that um nobody ever uses like i want my sound to be unique like i when when i produce a song and it plays on the radio. I want you to go, oh dang, I've never heard anything like this before. So, <laughs> so I try to use like instruments that nobody uses. Like there's a band called um, I want to say AJF or NJF, and they do that too. Like they try 
purposely to write songs that nobody's written or use instruments that nobody's written. Like they bought a, I want to say a instrument from the eight, from not the eighties, but the thirties. Uh, so they can get that, you know, like quartet sound, the authentic quartet sound in one of their songs. And like they wrote a song uh, about a, uh, they from a year old's baby's point of view. You're going to have to share that with me because I'm kind of curious. Yeah, yeah, it's like, no, they're, like, like, yeah, they're really, you know, and like, the way they produced it, you know, the lyrics go, um, thank you for coming to my birthday party. I'm one minute old today and I hope things stay that way. You know, and like the baby's yeah. singing and like he's so optimistic because he does not know what he's in for. So he's like saying, oh my God, this world is beautiful. I'm with my mom, you know, and they just write music that is not, because nobody's ever written a song from a three-minute-year-old baby's perspective. And that's with all their music. And, like, you know, there's one song where, like, he just goes, I mean, of course, you know, he's human and he has to breathe. But there's one song where he, you know, keeps this one cadence, like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and I love my mama, and I love, you know, yeah. for, like, at least a minute, and, like, they're so unique. They're pop, though, so you might not be into that, but definitely, AJR, yeah, that's their name, AJR, definitely, uh, you, they're definitely somebody you should check out, most definitely. Okay, I mean, that's actually still a pretty cool concept, though, it's like, it's like yeah. said, it's unheard of. I like that, though. Yeah, if you could collaborate with any three singers, who would they be? Three singers? Mm -hmm. Man, one of them is dead, though. Um, Drake collaborated with uh, Michael Jackson on his last album, so they could be dead or alive. I'm uh, pretty sure some dead Chris singers Corn have some old songs. By the way, I don't think mm -hmm. he committed suicide. That, that shit is bullshit. He didn't commit. Someone killed him off. Chris Cornell is one. Um, yeah. Let's see another singer, another singer. Who could I? Um, okay, I'm gonna admit something. Um, let me go ahead and admit this. I don't mind admitting this, but like my inspiration for ever writing or wanting to sing, which I'm pretty sure it's like an inspiration for a bunch of people, was Selena. Mm, mm. Could be lame, could be not lame, but like, um, yeah, she was like she was a big inspiration for me. So I remember I was like looking up to her, and I was writing because of her you know i think she kind of that's badass for a lot of like latin american people because of her Hispanic yeah. heritage growing up in the time that she was and it you know i mean people can say what they say but racism is still alive but she kind of like broke those barriers you know yeah she was the first like latin artist that actually like broke through unfortunately she died when i was like one years old on my first birthday i, I was in uh, dude. i remember i was in the fifth grade and yeah sucks so bad yeah and she's a homegirl like isn't she from texas too corpus christi yeah yeah i recently saw her yeah. statue i thought that was actually pretty cool took my daughter to go see it um we went to go for um have a cousin in corpus christi she had a, a, a baby shower so we were going over there and, and i finally got to see her statue i was like fuck yeah this is awesome took pictures with it um that was a different experience but 
you know, so well, two of them are dead, I guess. Um, and if there's a third one, wow. let's see if there's a third one. Uh, no, there's not exactly a third one. Not really, no. Yeah, the, the the third answer is always the hardest for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. But um, one person that I would like to see you collaborate with. This might sound stereotypical, but I would love to see you collaborate with Ozzy Osbourne. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, before he croaks, <laughs> I would love to see because I feel like you have a certain style that he hasn't tapped into yet, and you know I feel like you know you could learn a lot from him. Also, I would love to see you collab with Post Malone because that man has right, like he could literally sing anything. Mm. So I would I would like to see where you could take him uh, and challenge him. And also, do you know who Jesse Reyes is? Oh yeah, I've heard of her. She has some good music too, dude. Yeah, you give me you you actually give me Jesse Reyes vibes like seriously. So I would love to, you know, for you to collaborate uh with her. Have you hear, heard her uh first album When Love Came to Kill Us? I'm not sure. I honestly can't tell you. I've I've heard a few of her songs. I don't know exactly which albums it would be from. But Oh man, like, you, you got to listen to that voice, album. That's for sure. Like her voice is different. It's and the content, like the way she flows, is is actually pretty cool too. I do like it. Yeah, every word she sings, she sings with passion. Like she sings like she means what she's saying. But when love come to kill us, you have to check that album out, man. It's one of my favorites this year. Uh, I, I know, like with your spirituality and anything and everything, you will like it. I listened to it on uh, acid and it was amazing. And it's a story album. It's one of those albums that's like a story. Um, and she said she named it when love came, comes to kill us because, you know, there's death in love. Like you can't have love without death. Like if you get old and marry, like odds are one of your spouses is going to die or your spouse is going to die before you do. Or you or like say for it. Yeah, or like say for instance, um, when you are dating, you know, if it doesn't work out, you know. So she said it's a double meaning when love comes to kill us. But she's so badass. Like her first, uh, like I love the way the first song uh, plays out because the song plays as if she's been having this conversation for a minute. Like it's not like it has no beginning. Like it actually the volume actually goes up on the song and she starts it out as if like we're walking into an argument that she's having. And her first line she ever says is I should have fucked your friends. <laughs> like that's so badass. The first line to your first album is I should have fucked your friends. So I would definitely like to see you, um, collaborate with her now i know it's part of your heritage but why do you paint your face when you perform what does that mean for you uh embodying the tribal warrior aspect of it um i kind of feel like going through existence i'm fighting with life and whenever i'm on stage i'm just embodying a warrior i guess you can say um yeah i i don't know i i really do enjoy it and it's like whenever i'm on stage i'm a different person I feel myself that that person is only on stage. I feel that person inside myself constantly all the time, just waiting to come out. It's like the more animalistic um, aspect of myself, which I think any of us can have. Um, some, If some were to see it, they might be like, oh, well, that's kind of like 
um, possession or demonic or something. If they were to look at it from a religious sense, and I'm thinking like from my family's point of view, but like I'm not trying to make them happy. I'm trying to make myself happy, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, I embody what I feel natural with, and just like whenever kind of like Sasha Fierce, right? Beyonce with her Sasha Fierce. Like I know a lot of people that are like shy don't like to talk much like say for instance michael jackson he's a very shy person but when he gets on that stage he's like totally different character yeah it's pretty much the same thing it's like where it's it's like where you can act out and not give a fuck you know yeah um which i i wish i could do that in everyday life but of course you gotta you gotta conform yourself or, or like carry yourself according to the situation i mean and not every situation calls for you to be <laughs> like that outgoing and in your face type thing. But like whenever it comes to music, it's just, I don't know. Like I, I, I love music. I really do love music. I, I feel I'm listening to it every single day. Um, whenever I'm taking a shower, whenever I'm going to work, whenever I'm eating, whenever I'm sleeping, whenever um, just whatever, you know, I, I'm listening to different songs. It can be rock and free, it can be reggaeton, it can be like waltzy, it can be just different things. It can even be rap. Like I, I like rap and hip hop in english form and i like it spanish form you know mm-hmm. yeah i love japanese i love it in japanese and korean oh, dude, they go hard like, for it. it's something about that labor like it's yeah it's so lit now um i don't know if you know this but it's been recently discovered that math can be a spiritual thing like math can be breaking down to a spiritual molecule and if math can be spiritual i know damn well music can because music and math like they're one they're one in the same like you can't have math without music no you you can't not that you can't have math without music you can't have music without math um yeah so music is definitely uh, i feel like a spiritual thing uh, and i i wholeheartedly agree with you on that right there it's just like it's it takes you to a different to a different realm, a different level that you don't easily find inside the physical realm with people, with everyday events, you know, whatever you see before you is one thing, but whatever, whenever you close your eyes and you get lost in the music, it just transports you and takes you elsewhere. Um, it's, it's like, it's very therapeutic. Music is very therapeutic for the soul, for anyone. I don't care who you are. And if you argue the point like, Oh, no, I can find therapy and massage and shopping and shit is like no that at the end of the day that's like mindless superficial shit that's not going to get you anywhere like music is like the is like the ultimate therapy for anyone there's literally yeah there's literally music therapy you know like so it says here that you're a tree (laughs) what does that mean uh i like to label myself that um i love trees I really do love trees and, and just considering like, okay, so if, if I have to delve deeper into that right there, you know, we have our consciousness, right? And we have our thoughts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, we can, but we, we communicate in a different form. We, we communicate, you know, verbally. Um, we have our eyes and we can see communication through body language. Um, we're able to process like external events, like visually and auditorily. Um, I might be saying the word wrong. I do apologize, but it's just like from from hearing and from sight, we process life, right? But trees, they don't have sight, mm. but they still process existence through uh, energy, sensory of energy. Um, and I guess let me give you some insight into that. And I don't have like the the scientific study like 
off the top of my head available to you. I can't tell you the scientific journal, but I had read this. Um, it was this article one time and it was like a few years back and I've been trying to look for it, but I think that maybe it's been like deleted on purpose because there's like a lot of things that I've looked into like documentaries and articles. And whenever I go back, either the websites or the documentaries are deleted. And I think someone's doing that on purpose, whoever that is, that whatever entity that it is government related, they're doing it on purpose because they don't want people to know. But um, the, like, so mm-hmm. this, in this study, just to get down to it, in this study, um, it was really, really opened my eyes and made me retreat, made me respect trees and plants in general was that um, they, there was a study where they had like a few people, it was a group of people, they were meant to walk into this room that had an entrance in one side of the room and an exit on the other side of the room. And then in the middle of the room, there's a table and there's a plant, right? And so what they were supposed to do was they were supposed to walk in a, a single file line, not like, you know, grouped and congregated together, but a single file line, one after the other, spacing in between each person. I forgot how many people it was. And there was only one person who was, the designated person who was to pull a leaf off of the plant, right? Okay, so that's what they do. Um, mm-hmm. the, this, this group of people, they walk in a single file line, in through one door, out through the other. The one person pulls a leaf off. And what they're doing is with that plant, they're monitoring, I think it was like a CAT scan, MRI machine, um, monitoring the energy levels of the of the plant. And so it's like, you know, like whenever you take an MRI of a person's brain, you see that the, the energy activity in the brain, like what's receptive, like if you were to do some, if you do experiments on that person, like, you know, inflict pain or not, you'll see like which areas of the brain are going to be reactive, right? So that's what they were doing. They were trying to see if the plant was reactive, like if there's going to be some type of energy spike with the plant reactive to the pain of a leaf being pulled off of itself. And so whenever the person pulled off the leaf, there was reaction, right? Okay. So then the second part of the experiment was like a couple of weeks later, they wanted to see how would this plant react to the same group of people without being touched. And it's the same group of people. Okay. So the same group of people, single file line, walked through from one side of the room out through the other door. And the person who pulled the leaf off, this time they're instructed, don't touch the plant. Don't do anything to it. Right. Okay. So this time they just walk through, pass by the plant, leave out. But as soon as the person that walks by the plant who had pulled the leaf off previously passes by the plant the plant still reacts to that person so how can that plant react to that person without seeing them without being touched right you got to consider how is that how is it going to react and it can't see it doesn't have eyes to see right doesn't hear them doesn't know them doesn't smell them um it's, it's something about energy we all have an energy field about us we yeah, and I mean, and I mean, plants are definitely living exactly. creatures. Like, they might not be as, you know, as evolved as us to have like two arms, two legs, um, be able to create, you know, civilizations out of nothing over years of time or whatever. But they're still as, you know, conscious and coherent of existence as we are, but in a different form. And that's where I see that we should respect plants, respect trees, respect, you know, all living life around us. I guess that's where the whole tree nymph comes into. It's just like, I respect, like, it's, it's kind of, uh, sometimes, I don't know, I live inside the city, but I regret it because I know that I'm doing damage. Like, I feel like I'm a, I'm a living hypocrite. I'm, I'm living here and I can say that I love existence and I love plant life and I love trees, but what am I doing every day? I'm driving to work and a fuel, a fuel push the vehicle doing my own damage to it just because I'm trying to exist. Yeah. But it's like, if I, I mean, I'm a single 
I'm a single mom. Um, and I have to do, like, I can't just go out into the wild and live and ex- expect my daughter to live with me there. Cause then I'm pretty sure like they'll call, you know, some type of government agency on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, she doesn't have yeah. her daughter in the house and she's living wild and shit, you know? So I gotta, I gotta do yeah. what I gotta do just to maintain my, myself and my daughter. But like, if I were, if I were, if it were a different existence and a different, you know, realm and i was by myself i think i would be living by myself out in the wild i know it's kind of lame but just that oh no I, I don't blame i would be right there with you man i would be right there with you now l- l- let me ask you this um what inspires you as an artist um i just i really love music and i guess like so as far as like writing goes um right like i i used to i remember like I, I, I compare and contrast like my previous writings and my earlier years to whatever it is that I write now. And uh, I used to be more stuck inside myself and the emotions that I was feeling. Cause like my childhood, it was pretty hard. It wasn't exactly desirable. My parents were always fighting. Um, a lot was taken out on me. Um, I remember I didn't want to go home sometimes cause I didn't want to go back to the fighting. There was a lot of depression going on. And so I would write about things that, that had to do with that right there, right? And uh, But now everything is, it, it, things are a whole lot different. I feel like whenever I had my daughter, she opened my eyes. Um, it was a blessing that I didn't, like at the time I didn't want to have a kid. I didn't feel like I was ready to have a kid, but having her and growing up with her has grown me up as a person. And I feel like without without me realizing it she was the blessing that I needed so I was like asking for a blessing back then like God help me with this help me with that you know but back then whenever I had her she's the one who who kept me alive because if I didn't have her I don't know where I'd be right now I'd probably be you know more like I'd be some type of crack whore ho fucked up on the streets or some shit I mean who knows right but like having her has opened my eyes a lot to be a better person to grow up in a different way um, and it's yeah. made me much more spiritual as well and to where like now what I write yeah. about like I think I want to what I do and what I'm intending to do is like whatever I write about it's to have like a human relatable aspect to it to be able to help others I don't want to write about materialism or physicality or superficial shit I don't want I don't want to talk about whatever other people are talking about like having to do with you know money and drugs and sex and physicality and you know, what can you gain from this physical existence? I want to be able to open minds. Um, so some of it, it might, it might seem like it's basic human relatability, but like it goes deeper than that. And I'm also like, I'm, I'm it's kind of cryptic in some type of way. Like some, if you were to, to read it or to, to, to see it or listen to it, some of it's kind of cryptic in the way it's written, but it's cause like, I mean, like if you consider rage against the machines, whenever they were like really outspoken, you know, a lot of the more outspoken artists, whenever you're more direct, they shut you down. But if you say it in a, in a type of way that's like metaphoric or it's cryptic, then, you know, it's it kind of leaves it up in the air. Like, well, what are you talking about? You know, and it's only if you like you really dive deep and yeah. you understand that it, it might have more to do with like, you know, consciousness and spirituality and the law of attraction right there that it starts to make a whole lot more sense. Um, I guess that's what drives me. Like mm-hmm. what drives me is to tell the truth even though it's not my place. I mean, whose place is it anyway, right? But like, if I feel inspired yeah. to write in a certain way, and if my life is more spirituality geared, and that's the direction that I choose to live and to go towards, 
I'm just going to make the most of it. If I'm a tool and I'm just inspired to be a tool, okay, fine. But let it be for, you know, for whatever the creator wants, I guess. I don't know. Now, now let me ask you this. Uh, um, what's your go-to karaoke song? Mm. Okay, go-to karaoke. Tool, Sober. I love that song. Nice. What's your writing... What's your writing process like? Like I said, uh, some people like to get high or drunk. Some people like to get into closed spaces like closets and write. Some people like to uh, uh, go to cafes or drive in their car. Some people even like to sit in the bathtub and write. What's your process like? Um, it's It can be different. It can be at various times of the day. Um, and so, like, I mean, in the past, well, Whenever I was younger and I would write, I wasn't, I never used like alcohol or, or smoking marijuana to be able to write. Whenever I was going through um, my time of smoking, yeah, I would use that to help me write. I don't think I write best under alcohol, like alcohol uh, affects my, my mind differently, right? Although it does makes me, it makes me more open. I feel like more relaxed, chilled back and whatnot. It doesn't help me write. Um, whenever I'm smoking, that can help me write whenever I'm not smoking. I'm fine as well. Um, I can be in a closet. I can be like right now I'm actually sitting in my closet, but the only reason why is because it has a window to the outside so I can see my backyard and I can see the greenery. I love looking at green. I can't stand being inside the house all the time. I have to be outside like somewhere in nature. I have to be somewhere in nature. I, I like being outside in nature writing. Um, I like to go out to the bayou and like if I'm by myself, I'm fine. Mm. Like honestly, I don't mind being by myself. Uh, I work best like so say for example like at band practice um, I have two bands going on by the way um, but at band practice like whenever the guitarist he's, he throws something out there I'm like oh man that sounds like really good and I'll record it and I'll be like okay so um, look I'm gonna go over this right here and I'm gonna see if I can write something to it and I'll come back to you and I'll let y'all know right I like I'm, yeah. I'm hearing I don't know how to describe but it's like you hear the the riff that's written and it's just this this one um it's like this this one line, if you want to put it, like this one line of melody is going right. And then I'm hearing this other melody that's outside of it, outside of that main melody. And then I'm able to write something to that. And depending on the like the emotion that I'm getting from it or the the thoughts that I'm getting from it is what I'll start writing to, you know? Um, yeah. And just, it, it, I don't think it's too difficult. I think it's, it, it feels kind of easy. Um yeah, it, it does come easy to uh, some people. Yeah, does that answer your question? Kind of. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, all right. Top three movies of all time. <laughs> Top three movies of all time. Um, okay. So back in the day, I was like really into Johnny Depp. I'm gonna say Sleepy Hollow. I fucking love that movie. And then there's this other movie. I don't know mm -hmm. why. Um. Oh, Avatar. I, I really love Avatar. That one was actually pretty badass. Um, did you see that one? Yeah. Uh, of course. Duh. Like, that's one of the greatest movies of yeah, all time. Yeah, that one right there. So, Sleepy Hollow, Avatar. And then what's another one? What can I say that I have on repeat that I've watched so many times? Oh, you know what made me cry? I'll be honest. Okay, so I took my daughter to watch Coco for the first time ever. I saw mm. it. She saw it in the movie theaters and I'm just like sitting there like off to the side trying to like I'm, I'm fucking crying and I'm like wiping off my tears and she's like mom are you crying I'm like no Margaret just don't worry about it I'm just watching the movie just watch the movie man she's like you're crying I'm like, 
because it's getting <laughs> to me. I can't help it, man. It's like making me emotional, you know? Um, and I would say, yeah. like, if I had to go off the top of my head, because I don't really go out and watch movies too often or watch movies too often. I like anime. Um, I like certain series. Anything that has to do with, like, it's sci-fi or has to do with, like... What's your top three anime? Uh, let's see. Well, I know it's going to be kind of, like, cliche, but uh, Naruto. <laughs> I guess. That That's mine, too, bro. Like, mine is uh, Sailor Moon. Naruto and Dragon Ball Z with Yu-Gi-Oh as audible. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, Naruto, um, Neon Genesis, and I'm gonna say Full Metal Alchemist. Like that one made me cry a lot because they were trying to bring back their mom, but it didn't come out the way yeah. that they wanted to. And then it's like two brothers, and one of them, he like the brother Edward sealed his brother Alphonse to to a, a body armor, right? So it's like his spirit is there, but his body isn't there. And he's trying to help his brother get his body back. But they're, the whole time, it was just like these two brothers trying to get their mom back. She died prematurely in their life, and they're trying to get their mom back, you know? Um, you know, what genre of movies do you like? Do you like comedy, horror, romance, uh, rom-com? What genre is your sci-fi. favorite? Sci-fi. I love sci-fi. Anything that's sci-fi, sci-fi or anything that has to do with, like, uh, like magic or, like, occult. Um, I love that stuff right there. I don't mind. I, I love comedy too. Romance, I'm not too much into it because I think that's kind of like overplayed. And if you consider it, um, that whole fairy tale shit, it just it, it never comes out the way you expect in real life. Like the whole rap- yeah, it's yeah, cliche. it is, dude. Honestly, like I mean, yeah, I'll yeah. say like, and it's probably gonna sound really lame, but like the only movie I've ever liked of all time that has to do with romance is The Notebook. But other than that, <laughs> it's like like yeah. all like anything that has to do with like you know romance, I, I'm not really into it too much because it's like it's it's never like that in real life. It really is never like that. And if it is, you're like, is this is this person for real? Like, are you are you just trying to emulate a movie? Are you trying to emulate like a personal story? Yeah. Like, what is this? What is this? Exactly. this? You know? Yeah. You said you like rap, yes. right? Who's your top five dead or okay. alive? Can I give you? Well, okay. So let's see. I like Tech Nine a lot. Um, Tech Nine, I think he's like more mm. conscious rap, and he he puts a lot of his like real life into it, you know. And then there's this one song. Like, yeah. Okay, so he has like he's he's collaborated with a bunch of different artists, but there's this one that I one song that I really like a lot because he collaborated with a rock artist, right? And it's Corey Taylor of Slipknot. So the name of the song is Wither, and that. I, lo- I fucking love that song right there. So Tech Nine, um, have you uh, have you ever heard of um, Snow the Product? Yeah, but please don't ask me for any songs off the top of my head because I won't be able to name them for you. Yeah, she reminds me of if uh, Tech Nine and Eminem had a Mexican daughter, it would definitely be <laughs> Snow the Product. She's definitely hot, and she's from here too. She's from Arlington, Texas. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah. let's see who else. Um, I'm gonna say, I mean, another cliche, but yeah, Eminem, because uh, he's been uh, pretty diverse about the him. greatest, the greatest. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to say that. Um, and let's see who else can I say? Um, I love like back in the day. Okay, so I had an uncle that recently passed, right? And I and I shared a story with the mm-hmm. family. And they're like, oh, because they're so my family's really on my dad's side of the family and on my mom's side of the family, they're really religious. And they a lot of them go to that same church that I was telling you about that 
you know, they have the apostle and all that right there. But um, so mm. whenever I was telling them, like, my memory of my uncle, he he died. My birthday is July 4th. I'm sorry, July 5th, right? My birthday is July 5th. My dog died July 2nd this year. My uncle died July 4th this year. And two years ago, I had a cousin that, that died July 6th. And then in 2012, I had my grandma. She died July 1st. So honestly, I hate my birthday. Or maybe hate is a stronger. I really don't like my birthday. I really don't like my birthday because I had so many deaths around it, you know. But that uncle yeah. that that died July 4th, I remember um, back in the day, he used to live next door to us. And uh, he was into different things. Like before he became like a church member and all that, um, he was more like, I guess you could say street. And uh, I remember he would have like the old school cholo where it's like the haircut where it's like shaved on the sides, but long hair on the top, coat back, dress, you know, like in uh, like the plaid, the plaid shirt, khakis and Converse and all that right there. But he wasn't like gang affiliated, but he was, I mean, he was doing his cholo thing back in the day, you know, and uh, whenever he had left, he left a bunch of CDs next door. And 2001, I think it was 2000, 2001, whenever Tropical Storm Allison hit, we got flooded, right? So then, like, after the flood, you know, it, it was over and we we're cleaning up the the houses, uh, I found the CDs and I found Bone Thugs. <laughs> and I got to say, like, through that, he was the one, like, without realizing that he inadvertently, like, introduced me to Bone Thugs. And I love their flow, man. Like, if I have to say, like, there's a, you know another rap artist it'd be them as a group i love bone thugs in yeah. harmony like music right give there me, give me two more um, let's see two more um can it be of like latin genre okay. yeah just so it's okay. rap just so, machete. Yeah. so like if you were to pronounce it in english it'd be control machete but in spanish it's control machete and they're from um, monterrey mexico um a lot of their stuff yeah. it's it's like humanly relatable as well it talks about stuff on the streets or whatever you're going through um the only reason why they're no longer relevant is because i think if i got the story right one of the artists it was like two dudes who are rapping and one of the artists he they they made it pretty big they have that song si senor um they, there's a popular movie amores perros and uh they have some of their mm-hmm. their music featured on the soundtrack or whatever and even have a song, I think it's called Amores Perros. And that's like a really cool song. I recommend it. But I think the one of the, the artists, he like OD'd. And so it's like, I mean, you know, whenever there's like an original group, you can't just replace someone who dies, right? So like after that yeah. one rapper died, they just pretty much like stopped after that. Um, I really, I yeah. really, really enjoyed their music a lot. They're, 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 I, yeah. I still listen to them to this day and and they're, they're, they're pretty badass. Um, and let's see. Yeah. Give me one more. One more. One more. Um, what can I tell you? Fucking A. I'm at a loss. It's always that last one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who can I throw out there as a rapper? Um, I don't have anyone. It's like. It's an old school influence, really. Maybe I could say like someone's newer. Uh, yeah, just somebody. You okay, like, uh, you Calle Trece is the group, but it's like two brothers. Like they, they grew. I think they're from Puerto Rico, right? Like the shit uh-huh. they grew up on was yeah. called Calle Trece. That's what it was. It was something like that. Unless I got the story wrong, I do apologize. 
but um they were like half brothers and then they grew up um, knowing each other but then they eventually made their own music group and uh they're called Calle Tres and there's like the the main singer dude um and then his brother's in it as well but unless he's not in it anymore but um so they're like you can call them reggaeton but they're not exactly reggaeton because he raps he does rap in his flows and some of his stuff he talks about I mean he can he can talk about mundane you know, physicality, sexuality type stuff. But then he also gets really deeper and he talks about like, where is he, this is where the human element comes in. And he talks about, you know, being Hispanic, trying to exist in, in one country, going over to another country because you're just wanting something better for yourself. So he like brings the immigration element into it, you know, um, which I'm kind of big yeah. on. Like, I don't see anything wrong with people trying to make a better life for themselves. I'm going to exactly. country just to pursue that better life. Um, like this whole, I'll tell you one thing though, like the whole like building the wall thing is bullshit, and like for them to say, well, it's like, well, you should have known better. You should have come over here, because um, we had these regulations and rules in place, and you know this is what's gonna happen to you. But it's like, well, a lot of the people who come from third world countries, they don't have TV and they don't know the knowledge of American laws, and that's what they're about to face whenever they come over here. They're just thinking, they just hear the rumor that's been spread on for generations that oh if you head towards america or to the united states there's the possibility of living your dreams and you'll have a better life they don't know that they're about to hit like some type of opposition that stops them from you know pursuing that and then they're going to get separated from their families you know the adults in one concentration camp the the children in another concentration camp i've heard the argument like well if you don't do that to them if you just tell them, hey, you need to go back, then what's to stop them from coming back in a different way? Is like, okay, you can give me that argument, but at the same time, it's like, how can it how can I be so wrong to pursue a better life? That if your government is so fucked up, you leave your country of origin to a different country because there's a potentiality of living a better life. But it's like over here, if you yeah. consider our government, our government's just as fucked up. And then there's people leaving the United States. Is is exactly. And I mean, like, I don't trust those. I do not trust our government with kids, man, at all. And they don't have to be concentration camps. Like, say, for instance, if you're going to do that, at least make it comfortable. Like, there's literally human beings in cages. Like, it's fucking, it's disgusting and it's embarrassing, yeah. you know, as an, as an American that we would even, you know, do something like that. You know what I mean? It's inhumane. I agree 100%. So I guess it's safe to say that you will not be voting for president fuck Trump. no man fuck him <laughs> fuck him yeah. fuck joe biden too fuck like him. fuck both of them I, I honestly i don't know what to tell you like what is the lesser of both evils when they say that there's this other chick that she's of the libertarian party but you know what? it's like fuck the whole government fuck all the parties exactly like, like, like joe choices. biden i don't know joe biden is no better than trump and like the the chick he uh he and like once again they're getting people that aren't they're black but they're not really black i mean like the chick he got for her vice Harris. president believes yeah she believes in private prisons and more black she's she put more black people in jail than being bill clinton you yeah. know and she's married to a white dude you know not to say that's wrong but i mean we have to, you know, look at these things, but I'm still, you know, voting for Biden because fuck Trump, man. We got to get his ignorant ass out of here. Like, oh, he's like, he's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, I would have, if Joe Biden would have announced that Kermit the Frog was his vice president, I, would, I wouldn't have gave a fuck, you know, like anybody but Trump, okay? 
Yeah. Like, dude, like, man. Jesus like, so, like, seriously, like, this whole COVID thing, and just going back to that, they did that on purpose. They don't want they don't want people congregating to be able to, like, dispute any of that right there, to be in large groups disputing any of that. I mean, if there was actually, like, a legit and a, a hopefully civil revolution, it would be against the way the government is run and how it's just a two-party political system um, running everything, running the show. You know, just, I mean, they really don't have our best interests in mind. They don't, they can say, oh, well, it's a democratic country for the people, by the people. But is it really? Is it? You know, I don't think, I, personally, I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure a lot of people see that too. But it's just like, a lot of people are, are with the mindset like, man, well, I know that they're wrong, but oh, well, what can I do? I'm just one person, you know? And Exactly. And I mean, yeah. And I mean, like, you know, you hope for, a better tomorrow, but you know, you change. I say this all the time: change starts with us. Because if if we all like push, because I feel like even with Joe Biden, if we get rid of Trump, we still have to like call Joe Biden out on the shit. We still have to be there to be like, no, the people want this or the people want that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like people, they'll vote Joe Biden in and say, for instance, hopefully Trump does get out of office and then they'll just go back to living their regular lives and Joe, but Joe Biden will end up fucking shit up too. So we have to stay on their asses and like vote and like be aware of what they're, you know, of what they're doing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Who's your top three singers of all time? <laughs> um, top three singers. Let's see. Okay, okay. So now I do have a third one to add to that. I'm still going to say that... Um, okay, no, no, no. No, no wait, I'm going to have to change that up. Okay. <laughs> so, like, Selena, definitely, right? But then... Um, yeah, I figured. <laughs> the Maynard dude from Tool, I love his voice. Like the way he he's like so melodic. Um, I do miss Chris Cornell, but there's this one chick that I really like the way she sings and and the way she kind of carries out her voice. Like she kind of ch- is is like the inflection of her voice. But she's in band. Mm-hmm. It's from Spain. It's called La Oreja de Van Gogh, which translates to the ear of Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. If you ever get a chance, like you should check her out. I'll, I'll send you a link if you want later on to your messenger. But it's la definitely. I like her voice a lot. Um, I, I guess that if if you were to like peg me with the the singers that I go with, it's more old school. I'm not too much into the to the newer singers so much. I just I guess I grew up in a different de- generation. I don't I don't know what to tell you, but um, yeah, yeah, it, it's the age. It's the yeah, age. yeah, it definitely is. I'm sorry, I'm old. Yeah. Nah, it's cool, it's cool. Because, like, I've talked to older people, and they're, like, people that they like and don't like. Like, I can't fathom. I'm like, what? You do not like Ariana Grande? Like, how dare you? (laughs) I'm so sorry. I I didn't grow up with that. It's cool, it's cool. Give me one more. One more singer? Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so let me tell you why I like Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. Okay, so this dude... He's not like, he's not like, okay, if, if I think he's a great singer and a lyricist, but like, if you were to compare him to like Mariah Carey or some shit like that, okay, fine, I get it. He's not like the greatest singer, you know, but he's like, to me, he's a great music artist and singer and guitarist and bassist and all that right there. So this dude, whenever Metallica was starting off, um, he was the bassist for Metallica, right? 
I got the story straight. He's mm-hmm. the bassist for Metallica. But he had a drinking problem back in the day, and this was in the 80s, right? And um, mm-hmm. at that time, because they didn't have the money to put like a, a bandmate into rehab, they fired him, got a different uh, bassist. And so he vowed, he was like, okay, um, fine, you're, you're taking me out, you're firing me. I'm going to go ahead and start my own band, and I'm going to be just as badass or even more. And like this dude... Dave Mustaine, like if you ever look up onto his history, I mean, he has like a, a an eclectic history for sure. Um, he went from like singing about you know summoning the devil and 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 different things like that, right, and darker stuff, to like mm-hmm. more like enlightened type music. So now he's spiritual Christian and all that right there. He he went a different path, which uh, it's like it's whatever. I don't care, but like him as an artist, what I respect about him is that. He was the bassist at one point for Metallica and he was uh, like a fucking red haired God Phoenix and decided to make his own band. And no matter what the circumstances and the, the adversity that he encountered, he kept pushing on and pushing on and pushing on with his ambition, with his endurance, with his drive to make his own band to go far, go, go the distance. So there's times in his, in his music career where, Okay, I don't have a bassist, fine. I'll play the bass and I'll have this guitarist. Okay, I don't have a guitarist, fine. I'll be the guitarist and I'll have this bassist. I'm going to fill in wherever I can, but I'm going to keep pushing yeah. through it. But he's always been the vocalist and the lyricist of... I mean, I'm pretty sure he's had like some help with the lyrics, but the thing is, like, he's always been the vocalist for his band, Megadeth. And so it's like he is a phoenix. He's risen from the ashes. He's died multiple deaths in this existence, only to be reborn and rise up again and that is like that drive that motivation that that ambition that that i look up to it's like okay it doesn't matter how many times you die in your existence before final death what matters is how many times you rise back up as a person a musical artist whatever you know yeah. i mean and i'm pretty sure there's different there's different examples in human history of that different people who have embodied that right there but I use him as my musical example. Like he, cause you see how big Metallica is and you see how big Megadeth is and yeah. Metallica, they went more mainstream Megadeth, not as mainstream, but they're just as big. They made it big in different countries and in, in, in even like in South America, Japan, different Europe, different countries. You know, they've made it really, really big. Mm-hmm. People love them. They love Megadeth. People love Me- Metallica. Yes. But they love Megadeth as well. Maybe, Metallica might be much more popular, but it's because they also went more mainstream. But Megadeth love him just as much. And I've been to two of his concerts. I've been close to the stage. I was really close to like going backstage and meeting him, but I had to leave early just because I had to get my daughter in the morning, you know. So it's like I couldn't stay that long to go like get an autograph. I wish I had, you know. I think I probably would have been fainted or something. Like, oh my god, this red hair god, you know. But um, <laughs> but yeah. it's like. This dude, like I, I've, I've always respected and re- admired that about him. That despite any setbacks, obstacles, hurdles to his path, he kept going and going and going. And I guess like me, um, I, I embody that as far as my ambition. Where like even if I have setbacks with my bands, um, I don't care because the way I see it is like there's never a true ending until final death. Like you're not done until you actually die. Die. If that makes any sense. So it's like, just because one door closed, 
that doesn't mean that you should stop there. There's always another way around. There's either another door, there's a window. You either make a hole in the wall, make a hole into the ground under the floor, into the building. I don't give a fuck how you make it, but you make it. There's always, if you can't go through, yeah. you go around. If you can't go around, you go under, go on top. Make a exactly. hole in the floor, exactly. make a hole in the wall. I don't give a fuck. There's no window. You you make an opening. It doesn't matter how it goes. You just keep going, you know? However you want to get to your goal, to your to your your final destination, whatever it is that you see in your life, you keep going until you finally get there, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like, when you described how you write music, it kind of reminds me of Sia. Like, have you ever heard the uh, Sia uh, Diamond demo that she did um, for Rihanna? I can't say that I have, honestly. I would have to listen to it. Well, basically, uh, the way Sia writes music, she uh, produces it first. She has the mm-hmm. instrumental. And then she just starts saying gibberish, like blurting gibberish out there. Like, you know, she might do like, you know, and like, she'll probably say four or five words like, that make sense. And then she'll go back. And, harmonizing, and like what? She, even if she's going like, dun, 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 like just if, if she's making sounds, it's still harmonizing, right? Well, well, well not so much as so much as like just letting shit come out you know just letting random stuff come out you know like it'll be like da 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 daddy daddy do the happy do the die you and i do the diamond you know and she'll do like that and um she'll go back and she said okay what words did i say that made sense okay so i said diamond here i said this here and i said this here and she'll like fill in the blanks and it's almost like she's letting the universe write the lyrics for her in a way yeah. if that makes sense yeah and like say for instance um have you seen the tv show victorious no i haven't i'm sorry wait victorious is that with, yeah. with uh, something true jackson no, Victoria oh, no, Justice. No, that's uh, that's true, Jasper VB. But 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 you're on the same uh, same though, same same station. Okay. But no, uh, there was a, a episode where she was trying to write a song for her sister, so she got her friend, and her friend was like, uh, "What do you want to tell your sister?" And she was like, "Well, I want to let her know that I love her." He wrote that down. He was like, "Have you told her lately?" And she said, "No." And he was like, how does she make you feel? And she was like, crazy. But what is, you know, this got to do with writing the song? And then he like got on the piano and he was like, it might be crazy, but have I told you lately? Da, 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 da. Like, uh, and that's what I got that from. That's how I personally write. Like if I'm working with an artist or I'm trying to write a song, I'm like, what do I want to write? How do I feel about this situation? Um, what words do I want to say? And I'll write those words down and I'll try to blend those words. And if the words don't work, then I will try to change the meaning because there's many meanings to one word. So if I'm, I write down angry, that doesn't work. I'll write down the word aggression or hate and see if that can work. So that's how I personally write music. That's interesting. I like yeah. I'll, I'll, okay so i can kind of relate to, so like if i'm if i'm hearing a melody and there's like certain mm-hmm. emotions that come out right then i write those yeah. okay i'm gonna i'm gonna write down to myself make a note to myself okay i'm gonna write down this emotion what are the words related to this emotion here and then i write those down 
And then later on, I come back, I keep coming back. I'll hear the, the track on repeat, you know, just repeat and repeat and repeat. And I'm like, so then I allow it to like come out, like the thoughts come out, the emotions come out and um, start piecing it together. Sometimes it can take like a couple hours. Sometimes it can take a couple of days. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's like free writing. Um, yeah, That's probably like the best what? form of, of writing, I think, because it's just, it's more natural and more raw. You're not like, yeah. it, you know? Yeah, but that's only when I'm writing. Like, normally, I just started writing. Normally, when a song comes to me and my friends hate me for it, but normally when a song comes to me, it comes to me fully produced. Like, I'll get, say, for instance, I'm at the club and I get inspired. I will hear a song that hits me over the head like a ton of bricks. And, like, I literally hear the production, the lyrics, and my friend was like, fuck you. Like, you know how many hours I've wasted in my life trying to find words to a melody or melody to words, and it just (laughs) all comes to you in one package all wrapped up, and the only thing you have to do is write it and explain to the producer how this should sound. Like, that's not fair. But yeah, that's what I normally do. But I'm I'm learning to write, you know, on command. And it, it's definitely fun. Um, what's your greatest moment of your career? Um, let's see. I just, I, I the greatest moment would be just like whenever... It can it can either be like whether we're just at band practice or whether on st- whenever we're on stage is a whole different environment and element. But whenever we're at band well, practice, well, I guess like, what I'm asking, I guess what I'm asking is, what's your best greatest accomplishment? I guess. Um, let's see. Just I mean, each show is an accomplishment in itself. I think, like honestly, like that's the way I see it. Like every every show whenever we we play shows it's it's going to be like riding on each other like the next one rides on the previous one rides on the previous one because like, every, every previous one is going to be a learning lesson of what to do what not to do or how to express yourself how not to express yourself or how to move how not to move um what to play what not to play you know um of course you shouldn't allow yourself to be too influenced by the crowd i mean there's always that self that self-conscious subconscious idea that oh well, the crowd didn't react too well this time maybe I should change things up and and to help them react in a different way but it's like you don't want to do that too much because then you're not then you're too dependent on the opinion of other people you're not expressing yourself truly as an artist you know but it's just like I guess in its own way given the opportunity to be able to express yourself publicly on stage is an accomplishment in itself if someone's inviting you or allows you to 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 do it to put your music out there it's still an accomplishment because it's like, yes, I got the, I got the platform. I got the, the soap box for, I got the box for a minute. I'm standing up here. I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. Whether you like it or not, I don't give yeah, a fuck. So, I'm just going to put it out there, you know, because yeah, in that so, moment you express your soul. Yeah. That's so cool. I've never even thought about it. Like nobody has answered that question like that. That's actually uh, awesome. Are, would you sing something for me? Oh, uh, right now, right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh... Okay, so we're going to play a game called Song Association, right? Oh, man, and... I'm like that. You're, you're asking the wrong person, but I'll try my best. Okay, basically the way the game goes, I give you a word. You have to sing a song with the word in the title or in the song. You don't have to sing the word if you don't want to. Like, if I say bluebirds, you can sing somewhere over the rainbow because there's a part in there, you know, if bluebirds, yeah, it's in there. So it just has oh. to be in there. Okay. And, and also, 
the gauntlet has been thrown. Like people have freestyled, you know, so, you know, you can do that if you want to. Uh, or if you can't find a, a song for the word. All right, you ready? I'm going to try my best. I'm going <laughs> to fuck this up so greatly it's going to be perfect. Right. First word, love. Love? Okay. Okay. Let's see. I got something I wrote to that. Uh, okay. When my world stopped. Turning, then my love stopped hurting. When my world stopped turning, then my love stopped hurting. When my world stopped turning, then my love stopped hurting. When my world stopped turning, then my love stopped hurting. That okay, uh, uh, dance darker. I turned my eyes to some. Wait, 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 wait. I only need a little, I only need a little. <laughs> My um, it's cool, it's cool. You were going off, man. You were going, you were in the zone. Um, dance, dance. Um, mm-hmm. let's see. Uh, okay, I have something for that too. Mm-hmm. You're in my bones, my blood, my hands. You're the rhythm that's within me. You're the reason that I dance. You're in my heart, my hands, my skin. You're the song that's in my heart. You're the melody within. Nice. Now, I actually, did you write that? Yes, both things I wrote. Uh, yeah, I like that one. I like that one. It's friendly, definitely that friendly. One's- that one's ancestry. It has to talk about. It's like, well, that one. It would it, and if you were to listen to the whole song, like all the the lyrics of the song, it talks about how, like, I'm connected to the past. That what I am presently is because of the past. That, I'm, I'm my past ancestry, my past blood. That whatever I am now, although it may have been, you know, um, it, people have tried to extinguish it or try to put it down or bury it in history, I'm still connected to that past, that uh-huh. past blood, that past ancestry. Nice. Uh, try to give you one that you haven't wrote to. Uh, water. Water? Uh-huh. Do I have anything about water? Um, do I? I'm trying to think. Nope, I don't have anything about water. I'm just I know it's delicious and it's like, life-sustaining and if uh, the human body were to go without food it'd be fine but if it were to go without water we'd be dead you know i don't want facts about water i want a song with the word water in there i can't that uh, that's the reason why i mean me and my own way like i just i mean i sorry if i bullshit my my conversation but it's like yeah i don't have anything for water as far as singing I, that's the reason why i threw those facts out there that that was so but that was cute though that was cute like i got no word but i'll tell you about water you know (laughs) (laughs) nobody's ever done that before but no like the um the horoscopes and stuff like i truly believe that because my uh, i was born december 6th i'm a sagittarius and i'm definitely a sagittarius to my core like everything you read about Sagittarius, that's me like i had a friend and she was like well i don't want to judge based on horoscopes because you know some people are unknown i am a sagittarius okay that's me um let's see what are your top three songs of all time um 
Let's see if stop three songs. What do I have on repeat all the time? It doesn't matter what genre. No, I just want to know your top. What you consider the greatest three songs of all time? Okay, there's this one band. They're from Spain. They're called Ska Pe. So it's S K A dash P, right? And there's this one song called Planeta Escoria, and it talks about the world, like how twisted it is, um, the way things are. It's like everything's a contradiction, having to do with like the governments and and humanity and existence. There's that one. Um, let's see, second one that I could pinpoint real quick. Um, by Calle Trece, it's a uh... what's it called? Oh fuck, I already forgot the name of the song. Well, then I can't even put that as a top three. Next one, let me go to the next one then. Um, let's see. It, okay, so there's this, there's this. It's a Spanish song as well. Um, it's by Jose Luis Prales, and I guess the reason why I would listen to it so much is because it reminded me of my dad, right? And um, it's called Mi Viejo, right? And it talks about how, mm-hmm. um, like, where first you would see your dad, like, young and vibrant and strong, but now, like, as time has gone on, he's older, his steps are slower, he's not as strong, you know, he carries himself a different way. And he would, whenever I was younger, my dad would talk about that song, how he would see his dad differently now, you know? And, uh, exactly. yeah, me, I don't, I, I really haven't had my dad in my life the last 10 years. Cause he moved on. Like after my parents divorced, he, um, you know, he, he moved elsewhere and then started doing his own thing. And now he's remarried and he's in El Salvador. Now he has, uh, I have two younger half brothers over there. I think they're like, like six and four or something like that, you know? But um mm-hmm. like it just like that song would I would like play that on repeat all the time and I would envision like a rock rendition of it. Like okay that could be rendition, you know, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um and then there's this other song, um let's see. It's by Devil Driver. It's it's a more of a heavy metal song. It's called Guilty as Sin. And it's like it's like almost like a love song, but it's like a heartbreak love song. And um that one, I don't know why it gets to me. It just it does. It's like something about like the emotion in the way it's like musically composed and the lyrics and how it mentions the moon and like changing the phases or whatever. Like it just um that song I, I like that one a lot. Like it it's it's a love song, but it's like a heavy metal love song and a heartbreak song in some type of way so i would say like those are my top three i guess nice nice well i really enjoyed talking to you man i uh, normally i uh keep track of the time and i have to say you're the first that i haven't asked uh like it took me i want to say 30 minutes to ask you my first question. So that definitely uh, breaks a record. Cause when I'm vibing with people, you know, I just let the vibe go, you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> and then like some people I'll be like, wow, it's like been 15 to like 20 minutes and I haven't even asked one question, but yeah, but I definitely had fun talking to you. Um, we're definitely, 
I mean, we're kind of the same. We have things in common, but we're different. Like, I could not stand sci-fi to save my life. Like, I don't think there's <laughs> one thing sci-fi that I like. And I've I've tried to search for it. And I don't like rock that much. Like, when you say, what's my favorite rock band, I'll be like, Flyleaf. Oh, Paramore, man. Maybe. At the disco. <laughs> and it's not real rock. I'm aware. Yes, I know. <laughs> you know? Hey, no, it's your but, own. Um, I can't say anything about it. I can't say anything, you know. I really can't. Yeah. Yeah, but I would definitely like to talk to you off podcast and get to know you a little bit better. I would definitely, I think you're a wonderful, amazing, interesting person. And I really, really had fun. Um, I mean, like, we talked about it all. Like, we, like, I was drunk as fuck on this podcast that <laughs> I sobered up, then I got relaxed, then I got drunk again. Uh, I peed three times, you didn't even know. Well, but uh <laughs> that's that's skills yeah. right there. I had to excuse myself, like <laughs> openly excuse myself. Wow, you got skills, man. That's actually pretty badass. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've never I I've been drunk on one podcast before. Um, but I've never really drank beer on a podcast. Definitely not a good idea because it will make you go to the restroom. Uh, my uh, liquor of choice, uh, I love rum. I love rum to death. I can drink it any time of the day. Tequila, not so much. I like tequila, but I can only drink it at a, a certain time, you know, around certain people. Because if I'm drinking tequila, man, we either fucking or fighting or both. So, <laughs> but um, I hate really, I hate the burn. So I got to say um, Bailey's is my favorite drink of choice because I'm a little bitch. I don't like the burn. It's kind of sweet. You know, there's a little tingling sensation there, but I definitely like Bailey's Irish Cream. What's your favorite liquor of choice? Dude, I'm going to say tequila and straight. I don't need salt. I don't need lime. Just give me the shots. Fuck me up. That's the way I see it. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, we don't have to drink tequila. We gonna have to drink some tequila together then. <laughs> we'll see about. Th- I mean, you're in Dallas and I'm in Houston. I don't know how we're gonna schedule it. unless we do like Zoom, like Zoom tequila shots. Well, well I mean, I try. Like, I'm supposed to go to Houston later on this year anyway, so I can just you know dr- skip up there. You know, dude, let me know, man. We'll make a party of it. Like, I'll be yeah, I'm planning. On- yeah, I'm planning on going to Houston. Austin, and I want to say one other place because there's like people that I've interviewed that like I mess so well with, like with you, and I'm just like, man, we've got to, you know, connect. I definitely want to collaborate with you. I feel like you would, you know, push me to where I've never been before because I've never um, written a rock uh, song before, I think, you know. Mm. It can yeah. be it can be diverse. There's no no problem with that. I mean, because I've heard different songs where it's like it has like a rock element, it has a rap element. I mean, there's there's different uh, bands out there who who do that. They embody both or like different genres in in just one song, you know. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. It's, it's to me that's more beautiful than just one basic genre throughout the whole song, you know. So, Ooh, well, actually, um, it's funny you say that because I'm actually working on a musical where um like it's it's have you seen the movie jungle fever or guess who's coming to dinner yeah 
it's basically a musical version of that and like each character has their own genre depending on the, their views like the two white parents they're racist they're stuck in their ways they only sing classical music their daughter is more contemporary because she's more modern the uh so she's more rent or hamilton the son is more like hamilton rent first date like his mother is gospel you know and like there's one scene where the two families actually meet and so you have one song with pop rap gospel classical all at the same um song and it really meshes together really really well i can't wait for you to hear it okay yeah share it with me so i can check it out um, I'm, yeah. I'm always open for that right there like to be able to collaborate with a, a different artist or different genre outside of my band because it, I mean, first off, it expands you as an artist. Like, you don't want to just be stuck in the same thing because then it kind of keeps you closed-minded. There's, like, a lot of, there's a lot of artists in the Houston music scene where they're like, no, 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 if it's not hard rock or if it's not heavy or if it's not alternative or if it's like punk, whatever it is, whatever genre they fall into that they consider themselves as, they, they just want to stick to that. They don't want to, like, diversify themselves and, like, expand outwards, you know? Yeah. So think- well, how about this? When whenever we collab, we should do two songs. Uh, we should do a rock, and then we should do a pop song. Um, how popish are you talking about? Like, not too popish. I'm not saying not Britney like, Spears pop. Mm, I'm sorry if that offends anyone if I said that. No, no. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of my style because, like I said, I really don't have a style. Uh, a, a, a mixture of Britney Spears and Beyonce. Like, if Beyonce and Britney had a kid. <laughs> so, so, Why can't so that not... be a real-life thing? Can we make that happen for real so that way I can, you know? <laughs> I, I mean, me and you, shoot, we can make a whole album of it. Like, fuck it, let's go. Because, like, uh, Britney Spears is too pop. And Beyonce is pop, but there's a little bit of R&B fluence in there. So, like, pop mixed with R&B. Like, we so, should definitely... I'm, I'm not that pop at all, so I'll be Beyonce and you be Britney, and we'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm down, man. I'm down. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely. down for it, too. And with the rock... Okay, so, like, rock and hip-hop go good together. They really do. Like, you really got to check out... I'm going to send you the link to that song um, with Tech 9 and Corey Taylor, and the song is called Wither. Like he's mm-hmm. rapping. I mean, Tech Nine, he's rapping, and Corey Taylor, he's singing, but also kind of like flowing in a way, right? And yeah. Like heavy guitar in it and all that right there, dude. That song is so badass. Um, yeah. like- and I'll say, and I'll say you that other song too, and uh, the work that I'm doing. Like I literally have everything. Like I have it casted. I have a. Um, I, I'm. 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 Tomorrow, I'm actually going to tour uh every stage i'm in dallas so i'm a tour every stage in the city because there's a lot of people that you know are offering hey you can do it here you know just for like a read through or you know something like that so i'm gonna be looking at stages i'm thinking about theater three just because that's my um favorite uh favorite theater but yeah i'm gonna be i have everything i just need to work on the lyrics so when i get that and when i get it recorded i'm definitely gonna send some of my work so because i want your you know input too because i don't i'm not the type of person that will write something and be like okay this is good because i did it i want like 
other people's opinions, you know? Mm. Mm. Okay. That sounds good. I mean, I'm, I'm nobody to give you an opinion, but hell yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it. I mean, you're somebody because I'm doing it for you. You know, I'm not doing it for me. So I want to know what you think. Oh, you know, like, well, like, like, like that's what that's what these companies do not realize. Like I was talking about like modeling to my friend that's a model. Like she's like very short, so she'll never be on the runway. And she was like, we're the people that these companies should be getting to advertise their clothes because like we look normal and normal people buy your product. So if you don't cater to the, you know, audience that you're gearing it to, you know, so I definitely want like outside input and like to get your opinion on it. Cause if it sucks, you're not going to go see it. Right. Well, I want to be able to go to Dallas anytime soon. I would yeah, well, well, like it, man, dude, if I could like just travel anytime I want, fuck, I'd be out there. I don't give a fuck. I'd be out there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I'll definitely send you the work. I'm actually gonna start working on it tonight, so I'll definitely uh, send you whatever I got, you know, and like just give me your input, you know, if you like it, what I could change, do better, anything. I love criticism. Okay, that sounds good. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, say hi to your goats for me, and I'll talk to you <laughs> later. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, thank you for having All me. Right. I appreciate it. It's been really, really interesting and pretty cool. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.